when people need help and never refuse. What do we do? Why are you asking her? Because she's in charge, bro. Says who? Says us. Let's get a shift on. Sometimes I see things need fixing. Do what I can. I made it through the darkest part of the night. And now I see sunrise. Now I feel glorious, Welcome back, everyone. This is Discussing Who, and we are recording less than a week away from Series 11 of mm-hmm. Doctor Who. Woohoo! And who is that first voice that I heard in the background? Lee Shackelford. Mr. Shackelford, how are you? I'm counting the hours down until the until woman who fell to Earth. Until the woman who fell to Earth. That's what I was wondering. I was wondering if women were going to be fa- or a specific woman was going to be falling out of the sky. (laughs) And the second person I want to welcome back to the show, Clarence Brown. Clarence, how are you? I'm counting down hours as well, man. I'm ready, ready, ready for this next uh, series to kick off. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the thing that gets me more than anything is, you know, we have been for the last couple of weeks or about more than that, actually, for about the last month to six weeks, we've been trying to figure out what's going to be our topic for the week because we had gotten to the end of series uh, two, the 2006 series, and we didn't want to get in to series three. And we were trying to figure out what were we going to record and how are we going to do it. Now we have 10 weeks of Series 11, and I am freaking excited. Yeah, man. should be a fun-filled uh, <laughs> little stint that we're going to have here. Uh, definitely something new and exciting to look forward to. 10 weeks. Yep. And when we're recording this, we actually recorded our speculation episode, which will come out before this particular episode, and we recorded ah. that two weeks ago today. So it's been, or actually it's been three weeks ago. I, I lose track of time. Um, mm. but, but yeah, we kind of had a little brief hiatus, did we not? Yeah. So um, let me kind of really quick uh, fill in the gaps for anyone listening, because I know at the first of the year, we said that we were going to be weekly and... I kind of dropped the ball, but it was not because of my uh, just not wanting to do it. Uh, literally, the day after we recorded on Tuesday night our uh, last episode, I got sick at work, and lo and behold, I was in an ambulance in a couple of hours later. So I want to thank the two gentlemen on this podcast with me, uh, specifically for how you guys reached out to me while I was in the hospital. Uh, Clarence, you came to the emergency room that Wednesday night and both of you reached out. You, you were in, you know, contact with me every day, um, checking on me, seeing how I was doing and checking on me in the week that I was recuperating afterwards. And if, uh, for anyone listening, I had my gallbladder out and I know that's just a minor procedure, but when you don't know what's going on, it kind of scares the bejeebies out of you. 
And I just want to personally thank the both of you for your kindness, for your support, and for just being there with me because that helped my mental state tremendously. So thank you both. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. And you do the same for us too. So Yes, I would. So cheers. It's, yes. it's funny you use the term minor surgery because my sister <laughs> went through the same thing. And I remember that, that scary night in the emergency room. And uh, uh, she and I were joking the next day about this term minor surgery. You know, anytime they cut you open and fiddle around with your insides, you know, I think that's major surgery. Yeah, well, I was uh, trying not to so, be. So a... our joke was, <laughs> well, our joke the next day was minor surgery is on you. Major surgery is on me. <laughs> That's Good the one. definition. Good if it's one. on you, it's minor surgery. Yeah. Anyway, Good one. No matter yeah. who you are. <laughs> and, and just to make a relativity reference, uh, it's <laughs> funny how you say that other thing is the most important thing on the ship when I'm here. <laughs> <sighs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> hey, I, I'm right here. I can hear you talking. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> but 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 I will say uh, just I think the last time we recorded we were talking about Lee battening down the hatches in the impending storm. So I'll just say we'll count our many blessings as Cal has come through Ooh. this this uh, this ordeal as well as uh, Lee coming through the hurricane. So uh, you know we're thanking thankful for the blessings we've had over the last few weeks as well. Absolutely. True. You know it, it, it's often said that you don't realize and you don't count your blessings as Clarence just said until faced with something and whether it was minor, whether it was not minor, I, I don't, I just think it was a good wake up call. Maybe I don't know, but I don't know if that's a good way to put it, but I, I think I did learn a lesson. And one of my lessons is saying thank you when thank you is appropriate. And to you two gentlemen, you spend a, you know, if not more for both of you, you spend at least a, an hour of your time every week doing this. And thank you. Bottom line. Thank you. There you so, go. So, so you heard it here, folks. Heard it here, folks. A nicer, gentler Cal Jones. Yes, you know, that's right. No more bashing of the Batman v Superman. Yeah. We, we're moved past that. The, the next time <laughs> you see Batman v Superman, you're you're going to be in a rhapsody about it. I know it was actually a you know it had it had its moments. It had its good moments that that was really with Wonder <laughs> Woman see? in there. It was mm-hmm. like really really fantastic. And That's I have true. to give Jesse Eisenberg really quick. He did create a version of Luce, of Lex Luthor unlike anything I've ever seen. So kudos <laughs> to him. Yeah, or, or care to see, but yeah. And it was really, I, I, one last thing. Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder has a very good talent of creating things that are really cinematic and in the cinematography is mm-hmm. really fantastic. And speaking of cinematography, that yeah. is something that is looking brilliant on series 11 of what we've seen so far. Well, we're going to talk about Doctor Who now, finally. Yeah. Yeah. Good se- is that a segue or is that, that a segue? That was nice. That was nice. Ah, you're the, you're the segue king, man. <laughs> so before, but seriously though, before we segue into that, is there anything going on with you guys? I've been talking for about the last five minutes about myself, but anything going on with you guys that's of curiosity that you want to share or whatever before we get started? Uh, <laughs> it's a good question, isn't it? No, not for me. I'm 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 in I'm in the midst of just a bunch of schoolwork and that kind of stuff, and you know, it's just taking up all my time. So I I can't have I I don't have time to be creative in ways that might actually interest people who are listening to this podcast. So so no, in other words. What about yeah. you, Mr. Brown? 
Uh, nothing really on mine either. Just uh, trying to meet release dates. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a software developer, so that's yeah. <laughs> and it's a home stretch. So you know, just work on my end. Got you. Got it's, you. So, it's software like uh, the joke in the movie industry is that movies don't get released; they escape. You know, because because <laughs> the yeah. time just runs out, and you just have to say, "Okay, this is it. Go." Is, is software really? Is it? Is it the same deal? Oh, it has gotten so bad. And, you know, the prevalence of Internet and fast speeds has only made it worse. Wow. It's, it's kind of the joke now that games get released in a beta state. And, you know, since you can patch it two weeks later, you know, there's no worries. We'll just fix it later. So, you know, oh. it, it it's definitely the case in software as well. Wow. Here, here. Yeah. So um, let's get into talking really, really quick about Series 11 before we get into our main segment. Uh, mm. But but having said that, I do want to say that if you have not seen anything about the Series 11 that we've – well, actually, I, I'm going to do it for the sake of I like, just like doing it. But mm-hmm. there's not much out there for us to know. I mean, we speculated on the last episode – and we're going to talk about these little tidbits that we've got. But if you don't want to hear the tidbits that we have, be warned, because from henceforth, spoilers, 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 spoilers. spoilers. So I don't think when we were recording last time, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but we did not know that it would be at. 12.45 p.m. Central, 1.45 p.m. Eastern in the U.S. because it's simulcast to the U.K. Did we know about the simulcast when we recorded last? I don't think so. I think that's pretty recent news. I think so, too. Now, do we know um, – I'm counting on iTunes to get this, and I'm guessing that we won't get it until Monday. Hmm. Do you know? I would guess about the same, and I'll tell you why – Doctor Who will be on at 7 p.m. Central Time normally. They're simulcasting it at 12.45 for the first episode, but then it will replay again at, you know, the 8 to 7 block, depending on, you know, which Eastern Central. Right. Based on that, considering this, I always got my download notice with iTunes around 2 a.m. in the morning. So I would imagine that it would probably be 2 a.m. Monday morning. Okay. So none of us are going to go to work on time on Monday. (laughs) Oh, oh, I'm going to be glued. No, you're going to get up at 2, I see. No, I'm I'm going to be glued to the TV at 12.45 p.m. Sunday afternoon. I see, yes. No, I I, I won't have access to it, so uh, that. Yeah, I'm I'm certainly thinking of um subscribing to YouTube television just for, you know, the next ten weeks just so I can watch it. So uh yeah, you know, um time delayed viewing. I guess what a lot of people will be doing. So man. yeah. Which is really interesting because you know, again, back to speculation. Why do you guys think that it's simulcast? Is there going to be something that they've been holding back? that we don't know about that's just going to like blow our minds away or is it uh, just it, because it's the new episode and they w- don't want social media ruining anything exactly yeah no i think that's transparently it we just don't want yeah they, they don't want everybody in britain ruining it for everybody in the u.s which is their larger market um i just you know i i, th- I think that's that's what it is and, and has been for some time um so i i'm i'm gonna have to try to keep my 
eyes and ears covered until <laughs> I can get the episode myself because it's it's still going to be a lot of a, a lot of stuff flying around out there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I do have a, an idea based on something that Chris Chidnall said recently, and I think it was one of those where he said it and then kind of he made a face like he wished he hadn't said it, and I thought, aha. Uh-huh. Um, we're not going to have an opening title sequence on this episode. Yeah. And he, he said something about the end, about the last thing on screen. And he was just so happy about that. And he, and he was, but he, that was in the context of talking about the music for the series. So I think what's going to happen is that we're going to finally, we're going to get the iconic theme and everything at the end of the episode, which to me, I, I just love that already. That just that's like the big exclamation point. <laughs> and she's the doctor. Look, because here's the theme. Man. OK, you just that's, gave me chill bumps. <laughs> oh, that would be brilliant. Isn't it great? Yeah. And I really think that's what they're going to do. So we'll see. Yeah. And, and especially think of thinking of the show Sans title sequence at the beginning. I could I get this feeling that it's going to be build up, build up, build up, build up. Mm-hmm. Like I said, get to that climactic end of the of the actual episode, I think it's going to be fantastic. I, I'm I'm still sitting here with chill bumps. That 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 <laughs> would be that would be the ultimate "I am the Doctor" moment. Yeah. When you hear. So, um, speaking of the tune, how different do we think it's going to be? Because the composer has uh, specifically said he's trying to take you know rearrange it but not just for the sake of oh i'm rearranging it but to Mm -hmm. reinvent it but yet keep it the same so Mm -hmm. how (laughs) do you reinvent something and and keep it the same i'm i'm having trouble kind of wrapping my head around that it's actually it's not all the time i think in in a large sense um if you're a star trek discovery fan and you listen to the soundtrack which i actually did for season one there's a chiptune version of the theme song from the show it's just like all eight bitty chiptune sounding and it sounds great so you know i guess the question is how much do you reinvent it and how much of those things we know that you're going to keep keep in this new version you know it could be subtle tones uh, echoes what we know from the past, but yet it could feel like something totally different. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with it. Hmm. Yeah, y- me too. It, it, in the past, it's really been a, sort of a matter of reorchestrating it, of keeping the same tune, of course, because it, that is the signature tune, but playing it on different instruments. Um, and and it, it's gone to where it was being played by a single synthesizer up to being played by a and then full orchestra and different tempos yeah. and so on. So, um, yeah, and, and I, I certainly understand the, the 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 crushing pressure that's put on this guy, whose name I can never remember. <laughs> um, we'll get it, but because it does, it has to be the same, but it also has to be different. You know? And and you know, playing on that, I just remembered something um, a couple of weeks ago, or well, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks ago. Wow, this month was a long, <laughs> um, yeah. or the last month was long. Uh, right before Clarence's birthday, uh, Lee and I had made this video and I was creating this Doctor Who mock-up, um, introduction to send, uh, with that. And I had taken William Hartnell's, uh, version of the theme and Matt Smith's version of the theme. And I ha- just put them on top of each other and said, okay, I'm just curious to see how awkward this sounds. And 
it was amazing to listen to because they were in step with each other. And it was like, wow, you know, I didn't, Mm -hmm. I, I knew that it was the same theme, but I didn't realize it was that much the same theme. Yeah. I, I spend a lot of time thinking about this theme. It's, it's a, it's a long story, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's something I've listened to a lot. And I remember when the 11th doctor's theme, when we heard it, uh, for the first time, I thought they'd gone back to the tempo of the original. That's very interesting. And I think that's when Delia Derbyshire finally got a screen credit for it. Hmm. Interesting. And I thought that's nice that that's all come together, that we we're acknowledging the beginning of the series and, the extraordinary woman who actually put this together, who's never gotten screen credit before. Um, so, yeah. And I noticed that that composer, again, whose name I can't remember, that he he described it as uh, the original theme song by, <laughs> now I've forgotten who, who wrote it. Uh, Aganola uh, is, oh, wait, Darbyshire, wait, what, what are you? What I'm talking about, uh, who, who wrote the original theme? Uh, I'm just blanking on the name. Ron Grainer, Grainer, Ron Grainer, yeah, Ron Grainer, right. It is Grainer, yeah. Uh, and he was saying the original theme by Ron Grainer and Delia Derbyshire. He just spoke of it as being awesome, uh, co-written by them, which I I appreciated. So anyway, so speaking of series eleven, guys, mm. you know we, we've often thought, and we've actually you know said on here that with Chipnell having done Broadchurch, that there was an overarching arc. And we've talked about, especially with Moffat, the arcs that uh, have come along. I was reading a article from Digital Spy earlier today that basically says no story arc for Series 11. And the quote is, mainly, it's standalone. Thoughts? Are you guys happy that it's standalone mostly episodes? No two-parters? No three-parters or anything like that? Self-contained? Clarence, what do you I think? Am. Huh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm at a loss on this one. Um, I think the through line is interesting, but you know, maybe, maybe it'll allow them to put a little more attention to these individual episodes and make those the fullest, um, you know, 60 minutes or 42 minutes that it can be, you know? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. What do you guys think? Hmm. I think it's, it's interesting from the perspective of I'm happy not to have these two-parters in the sense of if we've only got 10 episodes. I personally didn't like the monks from series 10, and that was a three-parter. So that, to me, was a waste in some ways of three episodes. So from that, I think it's a good thing. And going even further back to the original series, yes, you you know had the serial-type nature of the story, and it would be story part one, two, three, and four, or ten, or whatever, but it was a self-contained story, and then you moved on to the next one. Lee, what do you think? Um, yeah, I agree on all of those things. Um, yeah, we talked about the original series. Yeah, some of the, the individual stories were six episodes long, but the season was, what, 25 episodes long. Right. right? So if we're going to have a, an ep- a season that's only 10 episodes, I buy gum want 10 stories. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's, that's the way I look at it anyway. And we, we have heard at, at Comic-Con, they were talking about how each of the doctor's new friend uh, is going to um, have a little place to go, that they're going to come out at the end of this series in a different place than they were to begin with. So there's still going to be a big emotional story chronologically through the series. We know that. 
Hmm. Um, and, and that's, that's, that's more than enough for me. That's, I think that's, that's grand, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'll be glad to not see two parters and three parters. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely uh, glad uh, we're not going to have the two and three parters, but it will, it will feel a bit funny not to have sort of this, you know, overall thing or narrative that's going through the entire episode arc, you know, some mystery that we find out in the first episode that kind of carries his way through. It's going to feel different. It's going to feel yeah, different. I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've, we've just, we're, we're, we just always had it. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so let me ask you this, you know, I know that, um, Moffat and, um, RTD both had arcs and to some degree, but I would say that Moffat's arcs versus RTD's arcs were, not necessarily the same kind of arc. Uh, the best example that I could give on that is series, uh, six that starts with the finale in the first episode and you go to the end of the finale by the, you know, the end of the, uh, the, the series. Whereas with RTD, he just put tidbits. You saw bad wolf. But you didn't know what it was until the very end. To me, that's not necessarily an arc if you're just, you know, uh, putting breadcrumbs along the way and then everything mm-hmm. is like, oh, cool at the end. Uh, what, Lee, you're the writer. What do you, what do you say? Is that an arc? No, I think that's a good, good way of describing it. I really enjoyed things like the bad wolf and that one's particularly because they, they were, they were breadcrumbs and we were interested and it kept your, it kept your eye open for the kind of Easter eggy nature of that but you know an arc is um mickey going from being uh the one who's uh cringing and hiding behind rose to being <laughs> uh the one who almost doesn't know she's there the last time we see him in yeah. season two um and um and is quite fine on his own and um and the growing uh, relationship between uh, rose and the doctor uh, until it's ultimate heartbreak um it just wouldn't have been like that if that had, if she'd been separated from him in episode two of you know <laughs> the first year. Um, so so that's a that's a big that's a, an arc, and I think we're still going to get that with the with these characters in uh, season eleven. I, it's just um, I just don't think I think what they're saying is don't be looking for uh, every episode for episode two to be dependent on episode one, and for episode three to be dependent on episode two, and so on. Um, Good, I like that. Any fresh new. Different. Good. Yeah. And if you if you've been looking at social media, you see that there are a lot of people who seem to be really upset about this announcement that there aren't going to be any Daleks or Cybermen. <laughs> and I, I, I don't get it because I was delighted to hear that there are going to be any Daleks or Cybermen. It's I don't know. It's, it's just a, I, I like the kind of quaint, clean sweet here. And nobody's talking about making it not Doctor Who anymore. Yeah. Unless you're one of those bozos who says that it can't be Doctor Who anymore because the lead character is a woman, but I, <laughs> so, and that reminds me, like, was the last was trailer number two out before our last episode? I don't, I don't think, think it, it was. was. So if you guys oh. have seen it, my favorite part of that trailer is when um uh they may they reiterate several times she's in charge, bro. She's yeah. in charge. <laughs> says who? So, that is so fantastic. It is so fantastic. Says us. Well, Let's get more of that. <laughs> yeah, and and one of my favorite things she says in that too is, uh, you know, I am the doctor, and I never turn people down when I, it's not. That's not exactly how she says mm-hmm. it, but when people that's need me, gist. I'm there. People, yeah. 
What do you guys think about the cinematography now that we're starting to see a little bit more of the actual, um, you know, clips, not just stills and pictures? What, what do you guys think of what you're seeing as far as the locales and the specifically how it looks? Hmm. Yeah, I think I heard Dave, uh, our friend Dave from the Cultum Collective talking about how the format looked a little bit more cinematic and I need to go back and check this, but I think he was saying that it has top and bottom bars and that could have just been a trailer thing or maybe they're just shooting it differently. I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, It's certainly there in the trailer. Yeah. It's, it's almost two to one, uh, which is, um, which is like, which is Panavision. I mean, that's a very, very wide frame. And uh, yeah, I, 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 my TV isn't shaped like that. I don't, so I don't, I, (laughs) I, I don't know. I, I I don't know what they're thinking there. Uh, Definitely has more of that cinematic feel. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's does. it. I mean, it really looks like it's made to be shown in a in a theater with a with a very wide screen. But is that how people are, is is that how everybody's going to be watching it? I, I I don't know. I, so far, everything that I have seen has been on my computer. Um, so I'm I'm not I'm not blown away by anything that I've seen yet in terms of the the image. Um, I like the content of the images a lot. You know, I, I like the kinds of things that were, were being shown. But uh, so far, I haven't said, you know, look how gorgeous that is. But, you know. Mm. So I want to. Oh, OK. I want to speculate something here for a moment. Mm. I'm watching the, the trailer uh, while you guys are talking that Clarence mm. just mentioned. And we get to the bod. I mean, we get to the almost very end and we see and I. And I didn't even think this until I paused it. But we see the doctor and she's turning around and she's basically blowing a kiss like goodbye to something. And it's Mm -hmm. in this like smoke filled, white light filled room with these pillars in it or something. And the pictures that I think we've seen of the doctors or the TARDIS now look to me to look a little more like... um, the TARDIS from the sixties, you know, smaller, darker color, you know, not the bright and bigger blue of the last couple of four or five, 10 years. That being said, I wonder if when the TARDIS exploded or whatever happened to it, that it resets itself to new in, in some way, that's how we get the new TARDIS, but yet the (laughs) old exterior Mm -hmm. and she's, saying goodbye to the TARDIS that we've known, maybe. Mm. That would be fun, actually. Mm. That just popped into my head whenever Mm -hmm. I was watching that, and it was just like, "Hmm." like interesting. All right, so there was another uh, bit of footage that was leaked by the BBC, and I use that word specifically because it is now the official leaked (laughs) footage. Oh, what an excellent troll back at us. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, you watched my leaked footage way months ago, yeah. a few months back? You know, we're going to get you. We're going to release something. It's going to be that same thing. <laughs> so it's great. <laughs> so what did you guys think of seeing the Doctor in action, the 13th Doctor in action in her first few moments, per se, after regeneration? Clarence, what did you think? Uh, what did I say? What two months ago? I haven't watched it again. 
<laughs> oh, so, so, oh, oh, so you did, so you haven't watched, but you did watch I, it a couple of months ago. I mean, yeah, I watched it the first time. I, I, I did not watch it the second time because I just read that it's the same thing and I didn't even pursue it. Um, but you know, I, I think I said the last time it, was, it seemed fun. Um, she, the doctor, I'm not going to say she, the doctor had that bit of, of joy and discovery that we often love when, when the doctor regenerates. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. What about you, Lee? Yeah, I, and I, I, uh, I have watched it over and over again. You know, when when they officially released it, I said, "Oh, cool! I'll watch it again," because uh, I just love it that much. And I'm glad that it's not something they made um, just to promote the show, but it is actually a clip from the the episode, so we know we're going to see this. You know, but I love half an hour ago I was a white haired Scotsman. Yes, that is my favorite <laughs> line, absolutely That's, uh, by far. But. Uh, we, I was just watching, well, we were watching Time Crash, right? So I was just looking at David Tennant's Doctor. And then right after that, I watched that little clip again. And it struck me how she's doing, she slips into a dead-on impression of uh, David Tennant's Doctor. So uh, when she asks the guy what, what, what this thing is called, all his tongue. Tongue! <laughs> yeah. So Smart lad. Biology. Do we think that, you know, we, we, I've heard it say before that, you know, in many ways that you you have Capaldi mirroring the first doctor and you had Matt Smith who had bits and pieces specifically of the second doctor and you know I there were some things that Eccleston did for me that reminded me a little bit of the fourth doctor sometimes especially whenever he did the big smile that reminded me of the fourth <laughs> doctor do we think that she is channeling some of the 10th doctor that's certainly the impression I get from that little clip, but but who knows? I just I just thought it was funny to think about them on Broadchurch and think she certainly had plenty of time to practice her David Tennant impression. So. <laughs> what do we think about her accent? Is it growing? Are we understanding it better, or are we not? It hasn't been an issue for me, but I I I, I just love it. I, what about you, Clarence? Uh, uh, I think at first it it, it was a little. Hard to understand, but I think we'll get used to it. I think, you know, we'll watch enough of, of it and we'll get used to it. You know, depending on how much British television you already watch, you may be used to it already. But, you know, I, I don't think it's that bad. You know, I, it, it reminds me of when Capaldi first uh, took over. And Clarence, this was before we started doing the podcast. You and I were talking and, and we were talking about his accent. And both of us were having a little trouble uh, understanding, uh, you know, some of the some of the mannerisms for her, for some reason, I, 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 I don't know exactly why, but at first I was having a little bit of difficulty and it may be because of my uh, hearing or lack thereof, but I've noticed like you guys both just said, it's the more you listen to her, the more it's coming, becoming an, you know, a moot point. So I, I think it's the accent. My bottom line is the accent is growing on <laughs> Yeah, it, it certainly. I think the worst accent I've heard is not even in in a, a person from the UK doing it. It was actually um, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. in his Sherlock Holmes impression <laughs> on the movie he did a few years back. And I could, I watched that whole movie. I went to the theater. I couldn't understand a word he was saying the whole time. It's like, no, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> so I. Before we get into the main section, I've just got just to uh, make myself happy here. I was reading on Blockter Who the other day 
that Big Finish is bringing back one of my favorite Doctor Who characters. Missy uh, Michelle Gomez is back in some brand new audio adventures portraying the Missy, also no, I mean m- the Mistress, excuse me, also known as Missy, also known as the Master. And she isn't the only Time Lord that's back. Rufus Hound, who has been depicted, who has to, excuse me, Rufus Hound, who has depicted the meddling monk so brilliantly in the past, will be assisting our devilish scary poppins to evade the doctor. I just kind of like how they called her scary poppins. Hmm. So, um, uh, Lee, tell Clarence and I, cause I can't remember the meddling monk other than obviously big finish. We've never seen the meddling monk since his meeting of the with the first doctor have we right and when when we left him there he was hopelessly trapped so um you know not going to give that away for people who have never seen a meddling monk um because it's a great great uh, surprise ending to the story but uh, uh how how he's dealt with in the end but yeah i i've always thought I, I, uh, it'd be great to uh, bring that character back and and they have done on big finish and i i haven't followed those so i don't know um how that's been working but yeah, he was the first other Time Lord that we ever encountered on Doctor Who. And um, although they didn't call him that, because um, we didn't hear the words Time Time Lord until uh, War Games. Right, exactly. Which is a, a, lot, a, a lot later. But, he uh, was just from his planet, or they said Yeah, something. I think he said he, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's from my, my planet or something like that. And yeah, and it's a, a bit spoilery, but yeah, he, he's, he's another dude who has a TARDIS. <laughs> so that was that was a big surprise in 1965 or whenever that was. It's like, what? So, <laughs> you know, speaking yeah. of the um, meddling monk and not calling them until the war games, uh, total speculation here. And maybe we should save this to a, a review of the war games at some point. But did did you ever think that the war chief, who was another Time Lord that was the adversary of the episode mainly. Do you buy into the speculation that the war chief was a, another incarnation of the master? Well, I think he's clearly the master. Really? Even though that character, yeah, even though that character hasn't been created yet. Yeah. But looking back on it, yeah, that's the master. <laughs> okay. I will, I buy yeah, that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, but when my son and I watched it, uh, not too terribly long ago, <laughs> You know, we were like, wait a minute, when did they come up with the idea of the master? Oh, it's not going to be for another for five years or something. Um, no, no, it's going to be a year. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe huh. Huh. The, the the jump from from black and white to color seems like such a huge amount of time to me. But it wasn't. It was just one season. Right. So. Right. And, and the master turns up in the very next season. So, yeah, it's so, yeah, maybe maybe people were already thinking about the idea of a, and, a, a, a nemesis for the doctor who's another time lord. Yeah, that yeah, that actually makes me think of something that um, Cal's previous uh, interview on the previous episode about uh, with the torch, the Torchwood boy, yes, Torchwood yeah. boy, was that yes. right? And his idea of them calling Michelle Gomez Missy rather than maintaining Master was a disservice. And I just want to hear Lee's opinion on that. Do you think that they should have stayed? With the idea of calling her master, I mean, we look back now. Now that we have a female playing the doctor, mm-hmm. uh, it does seem kind of weird that we changed the name from master to Missy in that instance. Like, what are your thoughts on that? 
No, a master is a it, it, it doesn't uniformly have a male gender. Like uh, I, I know plenty of women who have master's degrees, but um, and are masters of things. But it is it is masculine, just used as a term of address. A doctor isn't. Ah, good point. I mean, that's that's what I think. So, uh, but but I still I still sort of see what uh, Torchwood Boy's point was. Um, Oh, golly, I'm glad you said that. I just listened to that interview today, which which was, uh, as you promised, uh, a whole lot of fun. And I was going to say something about it, and I forgot what it was. I should write down notes about every, <laughs> you know, I should just... Um, you know, I, well, while you're thinking, let me say yeah, this. One, one thing that I enjoyed about talking to Alex is, you know, I've had the opportunity and the honor and the pleasure of talking to our friend Dave Cooper, who... Because of when he just happened to be born, he was sure. born and and was able to watch Doctor Who, you know, when it started. And I really enjoyed having a different uh, viewpoint from someone who is from the UK, who was only nine or ten years old in 2005 when that, uh, you know, started. And I just thought that that was really cool to have that younger perspective. I mean, he's obviously, you know, 13 years older than, so he's, you know, in his early twenties now, but still to have someone who saw that new doctor who from the perspective of you might be hiding behind the couch, you know, cause he mentioned <laughs> uh, watching it w with his grandmother and uh, you know, uh, you know, having the Saturday, it, I don't know. It was just something, as he said, there's nobody in Britain that doesn't know Doctor Who. And yeah. I just and thought thank that, you. That reminds me of what it was I was going to say. OK, cool. <laughs> but, yeah, it, 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 as, as he was talking and you were talking about that, I, I was thinking, yeah, Alex is the show's target market. Yeah, I mean, exactly. he, he's, he's always been exactly the right age. Uh, for the show, he's getting too old for it now. That, that <laughs> some 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 people might say, you know, that, that, but uh, but but yeah, it's just exact. It fit in with what we were talking about when we were reviewing Fear Her. That that people who were eleven or twelve when they saw that, they loved it, and, and it was most of us who were what? So good point. So you know, he, he uh, I I hope Alex appreciates uh, how, how wonderful it is that he came along at just the right time, you know, for the for this, but. Uh, yeah, talking about his his recognition of Doctor Who as a British institution, which I've always taken for granted, you know, even though I was born on the wrong side of the Atlantic. But, um, you know, I, I just I think I've, I've mentioned this before and I wasn't sure you, you knew what I was talking about. But this is why I, I thought it was hilarious or befuddling when um, Prince Charles and Camilla were given a tour of everything at uh, the Doctor Who exhibition. And there's there's video of this. You can find this on YouTube. And uh, 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 Nicholas Briggs is there, um, and and he and he hands the Prince of Wales the microphone and tells him that he, this is the ring modulator. This is how we do the voice of the dialects. And he hands him the microphone. You know, like go on, try it. And Charles says, "What shall I say?" Oh man. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe the royalty does not does not view Doctor Who. Oh, no. But, but what is he doing there? If he doesn't know what to say, would you be yeah. like, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, was good point. Well, he, you know, he is he is of the line of 
you know, Victoria. So maybe, or whichever one she was. Uh, so maybe <laughs> he was wanting to um, go to the Torchwood exhibit, not the Doctor Who exhibit. That's right. Hallelujah. He's, he's very confused if you've been watching The Crown because his father is Matt Smith. So, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, 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 but yeah, that, that, you know, that, that was a fun, uh, episode, fun, fun talk. And y- another thing that Alex, um, impressed me well, on, or go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, well, before you, I, I was going to ask, like, what is the USA American equivalent to Doctor Who Ooh. over here? Like, what is the seminal, uh, television series that, you know, we all know and love and it's, you know, struck the hearts of millions. <laughs> yeah, I think it changes. But there was a time where I would have instantly said Gilligan's Island. Um, that that's for my generation, maybe. Oh, uh, and sad yeah. to say, is a time when I would have said it was Bill Cosby. Yeah, <laughs> Cosby that's right. The Cosby uh, Show. Yeah. Uh, yikes! Yikes! Or, uh, oh wow, that is yeah. a that is a hard question. It is. There's because well, Andy who, Griffith. N- n- no, actually, you know what I. You know, Andy Griffith is uniquely American in that way. It's it's about kind of about rural America and everything. And so, yeah. No, I have one. I, uh, I, I, I have one. And, and you both, for different reasons, will appreciate what I'm about to say. The equivalent to that in the U.S., Star Trek. I suppose. <sighs> and let me tell you my logic real quick before either of you disagree with me. It started at the same time. It, mm-hmm. it at some point was canceled. It at some point has come back and, and been re-envisioned for a new audience, and it is still going today. All of those parallel between Doctor Who and Star Trek. Yeah. And maybe even more importantly, people who've never seen it still feel that they know a lot about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they'll say, beam me up, Scotty, and, you know. Yeah. Well, I think that might be the biggest difference in in Star Trek over here is that everybody doesn't watch it. You know, you just just feel like. Everybody doesn't watch it no matter what. Um, it's still a very niche group that watches Star Trek. Well, but, that's but, what I'm saying. But my sense of, of the British, too, is that not everybody watches Doctor right. Who. But they, but, oh, they really? Dalek, but they know what a Dalek exactly. is. Exactly. And so yeah. so I would think everybody would know what the Enterprise is, whether they watch yeah. it. They like, certainly see, know what the TARDIS looks like. Yeah, I just thought it was so distinctly British that, that everybody watched it. You know, yeah. that's the <laughs> feeling you get. You know, you know but you see it in also when – it's been in plenty of shows and stuff when people come over to America, to America, you know, they think we're all cowboys and, you know, we're all John Wayne and stuff like that. I was like just that. about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly like them coming over and thinking that we're you know, riding on the train shooting at uh, Indians. Oh, yeah. case in point, when uh, yeah. D- Dr. Who came to America, what was the first thing he was wearing? A Stetson. <laughs> That's right. Good point. <laughs> you know, and what so- did River do? She shot it off his head. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant uh, in the uh, when the first doctor and his uh, TARDIS went. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, and the first person. That. Yeah. And the first person they talked to is wearing a cowboy hat. That's yeah. true. <laughs> true. And he's and he's clearly from Texas. He's got this big belt buckle and his cowboy boots and and uh, he's got the, this drawl talking and uh, and he says he's from Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that was written by somebody who's never been here. So <laughs> that's. Anyway. Oh, so why don't we get um, into our main segment and we kind of took or actually not we, I kind of took this or not kind of, I did take this out of the normal sequence of events because I was trying to find something that would be quick to watch 
and that we could watch and record an episode on. And I chose Time Crash specifically because it did not directly pertain to impact an episode. There is a clip, a moment at the very beginning that is pertaining to a previous episode. However, that withstanding, it was pretty much self-contained. So without giving any details, just on a level of ballpark figure, did you enjoy it? Lee, what did you think? Did you enjoy this episode? Oh, I've watched this again and again. I, I just think it's so f- funny and smart and um, and, and so meta. And we'll, we'll talk more about that, I hope. All right. Clarence, what about you? Yeah, I think I love the how they always come up with excuses for why they're together. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that bit was fantastic. And as always, an interaction between two doctors. I mean, what's not the love about that, right? Oh, very good point. And I will just echo the fact of there were two doctors there. What's not to love about that? And I would say that this ranks, as far as validating new Doctor Who, this ranks up there to me with having Elizabeth Sladen return. You've had a former doctor return. So I just think that that further helped to validate Doctor Who for a new generation, saying, without a doubt, This is Doctor Who. So tell me, we see the Doctor literally kind of crash, the TARDISes crash in on themselves. So the look of Peter Davison's fifth Doctor. Lee, what did you think when, you know, obviously he's aged, uh, but how did you like and what did you mean when you said the meta of it? Kind of expand or explain uh, into that a little bit. Um, I watched it with my wife, who you know is a, a social scientist who ex- who examines this kind of thing. So then, you know, we watched what, whatever this is five minutes, and we talked about it for forty five minutes afterwards. Wow! And, uh, so was that, that recording? I was going to say I really thought I should just bring her down here, but um, so <laughs> get on the air. But but um, we were we were talking about how self self referential the show is in a lot of ways that it it likes to talk about the fact that it is a TV show called Doctor Who, uh, and not in a you know winking at the camera, uh, talking to the camera kind of way. It's it's not Deadpool, you know, but it's, <laughs> um, but it it is still it walks up to the edge of breaking the fourth wall in terms of the show's knowledge of itself. Uh, I just saw again the little clip of uh, the doctor, uh, the eleventh doctor, um, knocking on Clara's door, and uh, he says he's the doctor, and she says Doctor Who, and he just gets all giddy, you know. <laughs> I always forget how much I enjoy hearing somebody say that. Well, why would he be tickled by somebody saying Doctor Who? You know, <laughs> in 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 the internal logic of the show, that makes zero sense, but. But for us as fans of the show and recognize that it is a TV show, we, we enjoy that too. And, 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 and Time Crash has one of the biggest moments like that ever. I mean, I guess the children in need specials are sort of pseudo canonical anyway, right? Did they actually happen in the timeline? But, but the, the, the 10th doctor says to the fifth, you were my doctor. Oh man. So Which, meta. <laughs> yeah. That makes absolutely no sense for him to say to himself, but for David Tennant to say that to Peter Davison, who was, who was the doctor when David Tennant first started watching the show, that makes perfect sense. 
So it's one actor talking to another. And in the context of this, we don't care. It still exists inside the world of Doctor Who. That's meta. That's brilliant, as he says. Very, very meta. Yes. Oh, brilliant. So, so, yeah. so Clay, what about you? What were this your... is before the added weird layer that that's his father-in-law he's talking about. <laughs> <Yeah. That's, laughs> this was not... Yes, and, and that he ultimately married his daughter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Imagine how messed up their kids are. <laughs> yeah, explain this again. Yeah. My grandfather, my father's, uh, my father is, is the 10th version of my father, who's my grandfather, and my mother is his daughter. Yeah. But wibbly wobbly, heady achy. So, Clarence, what about you? What was your, what some of your favorite parts? Uh, just to piggyback off what Lee just said, that, that, that moment when he says, you know, you're my doctor. I mean, man, that's, that's the real pretty heartfelt moment right there. And, mm-hmm. You know, wouldn't we all like to say that to our favorite doctor? But the irony here is they're both doctors. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was a great moment. And I again, like what I said up top, I loved how they made this excuse. Um, you know, the TARDIS sort of crashing in on each other. And um, it has caused you to age a few years beyond what you should look like. When you go back to your own stream, you're going to be fine. You know, things like that. And just the doctor's commentary on st- things that we always talk about you know he's talking about the celery stick on his coat and 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 in the hat and you no know, things like that i just i just love those moments and you know as far as uh peter davison is a doctor i don't know a lot about his episodes i haven't seen a lot of them um to much chagrin but you know i enjoyed this moment i enjoyed this moment seeing him interact and, and david Tennant, you know um in a bit of, uh, you know, he has he has the future knowledge of what what has happened, and he just kind of revels in it <laughs> for a moment, talking about, you know, uh, how the doctor looks and maybe just having this little smirk on his face because he's no he knows what's to come, you know. So I really love that. My favorite part, piggybacking off of that, is yes, watching David Tennant having that kind of knowing back and forth banter. But when he finally gets to the point to where it's like, you know who I am. And then he's like, yes, I do. You're a fan. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then you could tell it's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I, I, I I just think seeing this, I, I think they just played so well off of each other and. It just reminds me again of why David Tennant was such a fantastic doctor. Hmm. I would say he did seem a bit different from where we left off from the, um, uh, what's the name of the episode with Donna? Um, uh, the, we just finished, uh, um, oh, The Runaway Bride. The Runaway, Runaway Bride. Bride. Yes. Yeah. He felt different and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Um, hmm. it, how so? Uh, I mean, well, you couldn't put your finger, so <laughs> never mind. Um, happy or sadder? I'm curious. Did he say, did, did now you've got you piqued my curiosity is my point. I don't know. It could have been something cosmetic that just made me could be just the color suit he's wearing. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Now you are you saying he's different from from that last moment we saw? Yes. Parting yes. from Rose. Yes, certainly. Yeah, because yeah. this is not because this is after the next season, right? Yeah, yeah. See that threw me off. Yeah, too. See, we're kind of breaking yeah. times. So. <laughs> right. We crashed our own time stream. Maybe there. Mm. The, the the thing about this episode is there's not that much other than what we've talked about going on here. Uh, other than I just think it was fun. 
Yeah, that yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's what it's there for. It's a they donated their time to make something fun for uh, the children in need uh, annual fundraiser and uh, yeah, and just had a ball with it. Clearly, hmm. so I I don't you know what I think. Let's forego uh, giving a rating other on this because it was done as charity and it has two doctors. I mean, by golly, what else is there to say, right? Yeah. Well, I, I got a question for you okay. guys. All right. Cool. So, so of course we don't have uh, Torchwood anymore, and we don't have the Sarah Jane Adventures anymore. Um, and we see, and I keep relating everything to Star Trek. We see where we're having this Picard series coming up. Do we think is room in the Doctor Who, Who universe to bring back a spinoff series? And maybe not a spinoff series in the sense of you know we have a Jack Harkness running around causing havoc. Well, uh, but maybe bring a doctor back to be on a parallel adventure, but not really because it kind of takes place another time stream. Maybe mm. I have thoughts, but Lee, what do you think? Well, um, in Australia, they're going to do another K nine series. Mm. Mm. Okay, I thought that I thought that would get a laugh because I, I don't think that's <laughs> that's not an answer to that question at all. Well, considering the fact that I've seen the Australian K nine. Uh, yeah. just a little bit. Uh, I, no, 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 no. I'm being, I'm, I'm being, wait, 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 wait. I'm sure it's quite good for, and, and there are people who have put a lot of hard work into that. Right. So kudos to go. them for creating something uh, of a robot dog. Kudos to them. Go for Excellent. it. Excellent. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah I, was, I was trying to ruffle the feathers of the, the newer sleeker Kyle Jones. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Hey, I told you, I, I have regenerated. I, I almost, I, I almost I, blew the whole thing. Yeah. I have new kidneys. I don't like the color. How dare you have the gall? I know. Gall. <laughs> exactly. I know. All gall jokes can be yeah. made. <laughs> I traveled through time to and, 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 and visited with Charles de Gaulle or whatever his name is. <laughs> um, no, to answer your question though, Clarence, I wouldn't mind seeing a eighth or an eighth doctor series. Yeah. Yeah. He mm. always, always thought, uh, Paul McGann deserved better than he's gotten. Yeah, that um, would be good. Yeah, I think that would be the only one that could probably make sense because we have seen him in canon as an older version of mm-hmm. of himself. Exactly. So I think that would work. But for the others, I think they need to stay in Big Finish. Even though I would love to see David Tennant back as the Doctor, don't get me wrong, Matt Smith back as the Doctor. Yeah. But that Big Finish lets you keep them visually as they were. Right. Yeah, I, guess, I guess you could have somebody playing a young John Hurt, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could. Good point. I hadn't thought about that. I used to do a great impression of his voice. I've lost it now. Anyway, I used to, I, so I, 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 that was me uh, campaigning to be a, <laughs> a big finish John Hurt, a big finish word doctor. <laughs> but yeah, well, part of what was so provocative about seeing uh, the eighth doctor uh, in Night of the Doctor was that that was seven years after the TV movie. So, or am I doing the math wrong? No, that was, well, it was the, uh, the 50th anniversary. So it was in 13. So yeah. no, 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 yeah. not another, no, no, it was 17 years. Yeah, 17 years. Wee. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, can't do maths. Yeah. 17 years. So 
so seeing him that much older, that suggests that he was that the eighth doctor was that doctor for a long time. Right. Yeah. And that means there's so many stories that are you know <laughs> yet to be told about the the eighth doctor. So which there's been quite a few of them on Big Finish. You know. Yeah, he's done a lot of yeah audio adventures about the, the eighth doctor. It had a slew of interesting companions, but um, yeah. But very good question. Uh, very good question. Yeah. So let me ask this. Let's take it really quickly into another avenue. We talked about Sarah Jane. Is Would we want to see adventures of other companions? That's what I was trying to figure. What, uh, uh, what other companions would we like to see carry on? <laughs> Fraser Hines is still out there and still working. I'm sure he'd like to do uh, to, uh, the further adventures of Jamie McGremmon. <laughs> the Diary of River Song. Even yeah. though I know that's big finish, but still, that could still be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think there's more. There there is enough. There is there is enough, and I'm going to play on Star Trek again. If the, if we have room for the Kelvin universe, if we have room for Discovery, if we have room for whatever else out there with Picard's new series, I think we've got room for more Doctor Who. The only caveat there I would want is do it with quality. Don't just do it for, I've got something on the air. Hmm. And yeah, real quick before we wrap things up, I wanted to just really quick mention, um, you know, with a, a female doctor on, on, you know, on the, on, on the edge of this new female doctor series kicking off, you know, I just think that the Doctor Who fan community is so great. You know, even though some people, you know, when a female doctor was originally announced, had, you know, large reservations and, you know, uh, blew up the Internet, as I, I would say, um, I think everybody is poised and in place to for this series to move forward. And I, I hear very little backlash at all right now, if any, if any. And I just think that's maybe a testament to the Doctor Who fandom, whereas, you know, I think of other series like. Um, Star Wars, people are still raging mad from the last movie, you know, all this time after. And, and, and I just, I just have to say that maybe, and, you know, Kyle, you mentioned the cycles of New Doctor, but, you know, a little rage on the beginning, you know, realization that we're going to have this new doctor, then acceptance. And, you know, I think in large part, everybody is loving it. And I hear very little bad things coming out. Uh, or backlash for what's to come. And I think we're all pretty excited and ready for this new series to kick off. Ooh, very good. Wow. Yeah. I mean, how I, do I you follow just, up with that? <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to shut up because I was just about <laughs> to say the exact opposite. So I, really? Yeah. I would love yeah. to hear it. I yeah, would please. love to hear it. Well, I was, because we were talking about the trailer, I dialed it up here on YouTube and I was doing that thing that you should never do. Reading the comments. Oh boy. <laughs> and it is a, it is a long, long, long stream of bile from, really? I'm sorry, but her white boys who can't get over the fact that everything isn't male in their universe and they're just furious. Been a fan of this show since Patrick Troughton, one man says, I'm through now. They've ruined it for me. Wow. And on and on and on it goes. This is too bad. I feel sad for Jodie Whittaker. She's a really good actress, but this is going to stink. Wow. On and, and on and on it goes. Hmm. Just, ah. Uh, wow. Maybe what, I've, what I'm feeling is more from the public side of things. 
you know, from other podcast hosts, you know, that I've heard say I would never really love a female doctor and, and, you know, more public people like that's that. That's cool. That's cool. Um, have taken that stance yeah. and, and, and changed. But wow, this, these comments, uh, man, it's a downer. <sighs> but well, and maybe I shouldn't have even brought it up, except that I think, uh, what's going to happen next week is that uh, a lot of these people are going to shut up. <laughs> because I think the show's going to be awesome. Well, though they're still going to complain about it. What am I saying? Yeah, I mean, but 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 you know what? You, you, you know, I think some of those people who do that. I was reading a um, comment stream. It, it was on Facebook, and I was reading a comment stream from a Doctor Who uh, group, and I wouldn't mention it if I did mention it because the people in the group were being very appropriate. But there was one person who was making comments and it was pretty much and it's not clickbait is not the right term but it i think gets my point across some of these people i think that make these comments they do that to incite some type of feedback wanting for that person to say oh it's going to be great oh no you're wrong so that they can get into that back and forth banter of well, you know, now you're attacking. You know, just maybe they want attention. I I don't know uh, what they yeah, want. I think so, or maybe more commonly, I think validation. What they want is for ten people to pile on the thread behind them and saying, "You you you tell them, brother." Yeah, right. You're Point right. Taken. Yeah, you know, and and they may do that just going from Doctor Who uh, comments to Game of Thrones comments to Walking Dead to Babylon Five to whatever. You know, so, yeah, I think some of that's part of it. And is there going to be a small minority that's going to dislike her? Absolutely. But you know what? There are people that didn't like Patrick Troughton because he wasn't William. Oh, that's right. You know, how dare they? Um, Yeah. But but I I, I just go back to echo what Clarence said earlier that we are, you know, I, I think a lot of the people will be shut up by what we're about to see. But just imagine for a second, the next time we record, the next mm-hmm. time we're on, as far as I know, the three of us together, yeah. Doctor Who will have changed forever. Not just because <laughs> we got a new, we will have seen an episode in its entirety if all things happen the way they should. And we're still here next week. <laughs> right. We will have seen a an episode <clears throat> with the 13th Doctor. Yeah. And wow. a new showrunner with a new theme, new new composer. Yep. Everything changes. Everything yes. changes. You know, if that isn't a message that you get from Doctor Who, then you, you, you maybe you're watching the wrong show. Yeah. Uh, maybe you're not paying attention. Exactly. Uh, and that's exciting, though. That's well. Yeah. I, yeah. We, we move on. And I, I I meant to bring this up earlier, but but uh, were either of you aware of this this weird? talking about fan reactions to things, the BBC did a a release about um, something related to the 13th Doctor and saying, you know, uh, this is going to be the big debut and it's going to be next Sunday and so on. Uh, Jodie Whittaker's taking over the role from Peter Capaldi, who was not exactly the most popular Doctor. What? Yes. Yeah. And and then there were some other things like that. There were these sort of left-handed kind of dismissals of – of the twelfth Doctor, oh and, man, don't crap on Capaldi, man. From the beam, from the yeah, beam. I mean, but, but, but but you know hey. what? Going back to that comment Clarence made about the fan community, 
yeah. fans were not happy with the Beeb because of that. That's right. Yeah, that was the part that I liked about it was the immediate kind of dog pile of, wait a minute, <laughs> I love the 12 Doctor. <laughs> don't tell us who we don't like. <laughs> so, Well, I just think we like the Doctor, whether it's uh, the 13th, whether it's the first, whether it's whomever the Doctor, whether it's the curator, who knows, uh, who knows? That's all I got to say. So if we were to wonder where other people might find the two of you, Clarence, where, what are some other things you might be working on? I will direct people to techpedition.com. That's T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N.com, where we talk all about tech. Check us out. Cool beans. Well, Mr. Shackelford, what about you? Even though the show is kind of on hiatus right now, I will still point people towards the Relativity Podcast, which one finds, of course, at RelativityPodcast.com. Cool beans. And for anyone listening, you can also find other things that we are working on here at DiscussingNetwork.com. And again, gentlemen, thank you for joining me as always. And for everyone listening, thank you for listening. We are glad that you're here. We can't wait to discuss series 11 and send us your feedback if you have any feedback on the uh, night of the doctor we mentioned that earlier time crash we've mentioned that earlier or any of our former episodes or if you have any feedback that you want to talk about from series 11 if you've seen that by the time you're listening send it yeah. to us you can do that at host at discussing network.com so on behalf of all three of us thank you for listening and we will be back next time. You've been listening to the Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre, they've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. And you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song. And they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful voices, Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant. The list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way. Free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audible trial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussing who. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that?